Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Matt Franklin. Matt, are you ready to do this? I was born ready, George. I love it. Let's let's go. Matt is the owner of Bottle Rocket Labs. He's the inventor of Posture Now, which earned him a spot on Shark Tank. He is passionate about retirement planning. He is the host of the Rogue Retirement Lounge podcast. I'm excited to have you on. Matt, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Well, thanks, George. Um, I am a uh, self-employed uh, entrepreneur and have been for 15 years. And in variable businesses, I've, like you mentioned, I have had a one-man video production company for the last 15 years. And I started that when uh, it was 2006, and it was announced that Google was going to be buying YouTube for $1.65 billion. And I saw that, and back in 2006, $1.65 billion was that was real money. <laughs> and so I I read that and I thought, okay, the world the, to me that was a world-changing moment. And so I typed up a letter of resignation. I was doing uh, marketing for a large semiconductor company and went into my boss's office and said, "Dude, web video is the next thing and I got to be part of it. Here's 30 days notice. I'm going to start my own business." And with his blessing, I left and fortunately he hired me to do a lot of video work in that first year, which uh, kind of saved me from dying. But, um, and 15 years later, I'm still doing video for companies like, uh, you know, technology companies and companies you've all heard of and, and also local uh, companies here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, also, like you mentioned, I co-invented a posture improvement product that got me on Shark Tank. And I just kind of have been just a serial entrepreneur. And in my entrepreneurial work, my network has become a whole bunch of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. And kind of in talking to them, everybody is really passionate about business. Everyone I know who is an entrepreneur loves what they do and they are strategic thinkers and they're strategic planners. But on the flip side, as I started really getting into uh, this whole, I'm, I'm in my later years, I need to be ready for retirement. I need to be prepared for my golden years. As I was really starting to get focused on improving my returns and everything that goes along with it, I was finding that the people in my network, these entrepreneurs, were totally kicking that can down the road and were not thinking about their retirement. And it kind of freaked me out that my friends were, you know, say only had 50 grand in their IRAs and the, and they were over 50 years old. So that kind of set me down the course of, I, 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 it kind of became my passion and I, I started a podcast about it and my, my focus now is talking to entrepreneurs about retirement planning. I love it. Isn't that oftentimes sort of how it works out is you see an opportunity and now, now you've literally done it several times, right? You saw that $1.6 billion, that seems like such a tiny amount of money. And, <laughs> and you know, back then it was just a ton of money. Uh, I, I remember oh, yeah. and that was in 2006 only, less than 15 years mm -hmm. ago. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's hard to get your brain around right there. It, it really is. 
and then having all these great conversations with these entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and sort of how did how how did you start talking about the money piece? A lot of people are reticent to to talk about finances. Well, I can tell you that I have honestly I have alienated some of my friends in the process because I'll sit there at happy hour, and that's why I called my podcast the Rogue Retirement Lounge is because when I'm at happy hour and I'm drinking beers, I want to <laughs> talk about real estate investing. Okay, okay? my buddies want to talk about the March Madness or you know whatever or their business, and I want to talk about you know, getting it better than a 10% return, you know? And so it really is a topic that you shouldn't probably, if you want to retain your friends, you shouldn't probably <laughs> pin them down on what their net worth is. It just, that <laughs> truth be told. But, but it, you, sometimes you got to have tough conversations. And if you care about people, sometimes you have to peel back that, that veneer of, social etiquette. And, um, in doing so I've been able to help some people like, you know, by asking the right questions, just simply not saying, Hey, Hey, dumbass, you only have a hundred grand in the bank, but rather saying, Hey, if you were to retire at age 62, what kind of cash flow would you need to make that happen? So I, I've, I've been trying to be better about being sensitive to the fact that, you know, you gotta, you gotta be sensitive about these topics, but at the same time, uh, we all need to talk about it and we all need to spend more time, especially us entrepreneurs, we need to spend more time thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating, right? Used to be that, that you worked at the same company for 30 years and then you retired, you had a pension and now it's just none of that is 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 true any longer and so i just don't no. know that we've caught up to that reality and do you think it's a matter of education is it a matter of fear is it a matter what why why do you think that it is that we're bad at it well i i have come up with four answers because i've talked to a lot of people and there's four main reasons why entrepreneurs are terrible retirement planners number 1 is that for most of us, we don't have a steady income and we came from a normal job. Most of us quit our job to start our business. At our normal job, we, the HR lady would come in at the first day, put down the 401k book. You'd say, okay, I'm going to start with 6% every paycheck. And so, and then it would become automatic. That's great if you have a normal job and that's great if you run a business where you get paid the same amount every month. But for most of us, like me, one month, I'll have nothing in the bank. One month, I'll have 50,000 in the bank. Then, you know, it, then there'll be 20. So, and then there'll be nothing for another two months. So that is one of the big reasons why, why self-employed people tend to kind of kick that can down the road. Mm -hmm. Number two is that people say that they, they think that their business is gonna end up being their retirement. They think, okay, well, by the time I'm 62, I, it'll be on autopilot and I can just cash checks or, or I can sell it. And the statistics do not agree with that sentiment in general. Most businesses, as you know, are going to be dead within five years. And really most are going to be dead within 10 years. Number three, I found that people say, oh, I love what I do. And so I want to keep doing it into my 70s because it's who I am. And to those people, I say, okay, God bless you. I appreciate the fact that you love what you do. But how much more would you love to do it if you didn't have to do it? Mm. If you weren't depending on that income, A, would you really keep doing this honestly? And B, how much better would it feel to do it if you didn't have that monthly pressure 
to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And then the last reason people are so bad at retirement planning who are entrepreneurs is that nobody teaches you how. I've read probably by now a hundred books on business and entrepreneurship. I've been to the seminars. I've I've even downloaded some of those, you know, Dean Graziosi and all those kind of, you know, uh, entrepreneurship programs. Not a single one of them mentioned the word retirement. Hmm. And so nobody teaches you how. And when you start your business, it's like, okay, yeah, you got to do this. You got to have your plan. You got to do your marketing, your digital, your social, your this, your that. But nobody says, hey, you need to be putting aside X if you want to be able to retire by Y. And so those are the four reasons that I find that entrepreneurs are so bad about retirement planning. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's actually knowable, like the percentage of entrepreneurs that are just forever entrepreneurs. It's probably a small amount. The majority probably came from some traditional W-2 background. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think there is. Cause I have, I've, I've looked up a lot of statistics and I haven't seen anything that specifically will tell you that. But everybody I know came from a normal job or who is an entrepreneur came from a normal job and then kind of either had always dreamed of being an entrepreneur or just wanted to get the hell out of that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you know what? I, I certainly can't fault people who are trying to get their arms around their cash flow, right? You talked about yourself and that that's 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 me too, right? I don't know how much money is going to be coming in on a month-to-month basis. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you coach people up when they're in that position? Well, one thing I tell people is that you don't have to make things automatic. If you read David Bach, the automatic millionaire, he's, he's really big on making sure that, that you automate, pay yourself first and, and on and on. And, and unfortunately for a lot of us, we can't do that. I've had probably more months than not when once the bills are paid, there's nothing left. And so therefore you have to kind of embrace that reality and, and not kick yourself for, okay, you're, you're not doing anything wrong if you can't this month put money into your IRA. But being conscious of it so that when you do have a surplus and putting money in, that's that's kind of the key. And um, so r- really – you have to kind of live within your confines. And the the main thing is, is that you've got to be ever vigil, sorry, vigilant about that money that's coming in and building a plan for it. So if you create small goals, so if I need to, let's pretend that I'm just doing a traditional IRA, I've got seven grand is my plan for 2021. Okay, if you can break that down into increments and know that, okay, well, that's going to be X per month. So this week I didn't make it. Let's try to make up for it next week. And um, chunking things down really can be helpful in that regard rather than saying, okay, I've got to come up with that I could say a few hundred dollars a month that makes it a lot easier yeah I think that's 100% true right I can't go from having $20,000 in my IRA to having a million <laughs> you just gotta take small bites of that absolutely absolutely and like you said I, um, in uh, in your thousandth episode you talked about the three year plan and I'm I'm big on creating that kind of three year plan because like you said, you can accomplish a lot more 
than you think in five years and you probably can't accomplish as much as you think in one year. So if you've got if you're keeping your eyes on the prize down the line, okay, three years from now, I want to have enough for a down payment on a house, on a, you know, on an investment house or six years from now, I, I want to have a hundred thousand dollars. It's, it's a lot easier to think in those terms and to have those kind of goals rather than thinking, okay, it's July. I got to get a, I got to come up with an extra thousand dollars. And then the other thing that I tell people is that a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs have more spare time than they think they do. And I'm a big fan of the side hustle. And if you have a side hustle, if your primary business can't fund your retirement saving, consider a side hustle, consider a few hours a week as a side hustle. And I've, I've done a couple side hustles just so that I can kind of preach it. And I, I've sold stuff on eBay, which has been, surprisingly lucrative for something that's fun. And I've even done Uber driving just to see what it's like. And so that I could tell people, oh, you, you want to make a little extra money? You've got a car. You can get in that Uber car and make an extra thousand dollars a month and not take up all your free time. Nice. I want to circle back. You talked about how it's really important not to beat yourself up if you are not necessarily being able to save you know, $500 a month or whatever it is. And that's, mm -hmm. that's such a key thing, right? We have to be a little bit gentle with ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I am a big at, at fault for this for, for years. I was looking at my overall balance sheet and I was seeing that I was falling behind and I would see the stats, you know, USA Today, every, every week comes out with a new stat as far as how much you should have saved by this age. And I was never at that point. And I always was beating myself up like I'm screwed. And then by feeling that I was screwed, I was resigned to the fact that I was going to be working until I was 70. And therefore, it made it less of an imperative to save. So it's like this vicious cycle. I'm, I'm actually I'm glad you asked that because I, and people that I've talked to are kind of the same way because it's like, OK, well, I'm, if I'm working until I'm 70 anyways, why should I bust my hump? to, you know, save an extra hundred bucks this week. And, um, so not beating yourself up and keeping your eye on that three, five, 10 year plan is huge. Yeah. Easy to get a case of the, uh, of the efforts if, if, uh, you're not careful, right? It's like, ah, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. totally you can resign yourself. It's like, oh, what's, what's the point? I'm just, just not even going to worry about it anyway. Mm -hmm. such an important thing to keep things in perspective nice absolutely appreciate that um yeah and then the idea that people think that their business is going to be their retirement you know i i hope that's the case but you better prepare just in case it's not and the idea that you're just so passionate about your work and you're never going to stop working but it sure would be nice to have that option to uh to step away or to have stress-free be able to focus on that and Definitely. that no one's really teaching you how. Even even your gurus, right? Your Dean Graziosi's and all these folks, they're not touching that stuff. No, and they don't want to touch that stuff because they want you to believe that you're going to build this business that's going to make you a mm. million dollars next year. And they want to teach, you know, everyone's got this pie in the sky. If you do what I do, you're going to be rich. And so therefore, if they even talked about retirement, that's kind of a plan B in case you fail. And so they're never going to talk about retirement. 
Yeah. Just having conversations and getting it not necessarily top of mind for everybody because I don't want people to be thinking about money 24-7, but maybe in the middle. <laughs> I mean, I think that you're doing such a great service to your your buddies, even though sometimes it might turn them off. But just to be talking about it, normalizing that conversation and talking about how we this is something that we all struggle with and it's okay, but what's not okay is not doing anything about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it, it, what you focus on I don't know the quote, but uh, what's it? Um, T. Harvecker in his book, uh, Millionaire Mind, talks about, you know, focus. And if you consistently don't focus on this retirement plan, if you don't focus on your nest egg, it's going to just languish. But if you even just putting that mental focus on it and focusing on growing it and thinking about it, like you say, not all the time, but spending some time will have a positive effect on that and what where your attention goes i believe that it grows yeah amen well matt people are ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them well as uh as an entrepreneur my tip is for entrepreneurs and that tip is if you're starting a business or if you've had a business i believe that for everybody your likability is a strategic advantage and if you're thinking about going into business, I can guarantee you that if you are, if you have what Napoleon Hill calls a pleasing personality, you will do better. And I've, I, I attribute every good thing that's happened to me in my business to the fact that I get along well with people, I show up on time, I answer emails pronto. And so if you're likable, if you're friendly, you're going to make a lot more money. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. I, I can actually. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I think I can see it on, on the page. Is it assemble or develop an attractive personnel? It's something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he talks about traits of the people who were, uh, who were ultra successful and he says, yeah, develop a, a, a pleasing, or if I recall, cause I've only yeah. read that book like five times. Sure. So, but, uh, but it, I, I remember him saying the, the, the phrase pleasing personality. And yeah. I took that to heart when I started my business, I was going to be, I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be likable. If people, if I disagree with people, I'm going to work it out in a positive way. And it, it worked. Yeah. I love it. Well, Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Where can they find uh, the Rogue Retirement Lounge podcast? Well, my, my podcast is, uh, it, like you say, it's called the Rogue Retirement Lounge. It's R-O-G-U-E, and it's available everywhere that podcasts are. And um, I'm on uh, LinkedIn and uh, the, the usual places, but the, the best place to find me is just through my podcast, the Rogue Retirement Lounge. Love it. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Matt your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the Rogue Retirement Lounge podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Find Matt on LinkedIn, the internet. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you, George. I really, really appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.